What are the top three things we should know about crypto projects? Uh, be careful. There's a lot of scams out there now. Uh, do your homework or do your own research, meaning like look into the accounts who made them, look to see if they have Twitter followers or not, see if they have a Telegram. But basically, there's a lot of people out there that are trying to like scam people. I would say nine out of 10 projects are like that. But there's also a really whole thing now that's really evolved in its own thing is called NFT, non-fungible tokens. And basically it's a Bitcoin. If you think about these digital coins, Bitcoin's the best known one. It's like a Bitcoin. You can't divide it and you can't basically trade one Bitcoin for another. They're actually unique. And you can make like a unique, like serialized uh, image that's, uh, you know, one of one or one of 10, and you can kind of control and sell them. But what these kind of NFTs are really is a vehicle that's controlled by the blockchain that can be for authenticity and, and control and ownership. Smart contracts and every the first two topics I talk to are all facilitated by a smart contract. A smart contract is really programming functions and code that's on the blockchain that can do good or bad things. Enjoy the AI Nerd AI with Attitude YouTube channel. Welcome to AI Nerd AI with Attitude. Today I'm joined by Stephen McKeon, Mac. He's the founder and CEO of MacGyver Tech, and he is a crypto expert. And I'm telling you, when I mean nerdy, today will be as nerdy as nerdy can get with, with Mr. Mac because he knows how to build crypto mining machines. He knows all types of math. Mac, how are you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. How you doing? Uh, uh, fantastic. I, I'm so excited to have this conversation on uh, on crypto and projects and, and your expertise. You just spoke at, what was the conference name formally that you just spoke at this week? Bitcoin 2022 um, or B2 2022. Um, I was down there speaking ironically about mining. So I, I've been mining for about seven years now at the half life of Bitcoin or so. And I really enjoy facilitating the blockchain, not just for Bitcoin, but Ethereum, Doge. I mean, you name it, I mined it probably much like myself. It's kind of cool. That, that's amazing. And, and it's not even your main focus now as you move towards other things, but give us the intro of you. Sure, yeah. I mean, well, so first of all, I'm, I'm an ethical hacker. I've been in IT and software for about 25 years. And I generally like taking things apart and avoiding warranties. It's just like, I don't know, I break things, but I learned a lot by doing that. Uh, my mom told me when I was a toddler, uh, less than two years old, I took my crib apart from my, uh, my thumb and it collapsed in on me. So since then, I've been doing that. Got my first computer as a Commodore 64. I uh, started playing video games like Pitfall and kind of like, you know, going to games there. Uh, but what I did is I also figured out how it worked and I took it apart as well physically and also software wise. And ever since then, I've just really enjoyed computers and anything with electricity. Your parents probably at some point are like, you know, quit giving him stuff done. Just give him a pile of junk and see what he makes out of it. And he'll be like the happiest kid ever. All right, question on Pitfall, by the way. How did you get past the, the gap that you could never jump over? How, how do you, I never- I think there's a, I think there's a, tar there's a thing that was swinging across. You had to grab some kind of vine and grab it and swing across. But yeah, you had to, there was a timing thing there. Yeah, I don't think I did that. Very, I was pretty young. But I was actually going in and I was, I was hacking the game itself. I was starting to change things <laughs> in the game. <laughs> I, know, I know you've built some incredible machines and anybody who's watching this, you know, You've got to check out some of these TikTok videos of his machines. They are amazing. What are the top three things we should know about crypto projects? Uh, be careful. There's a lot of scams out there now. Uh, that would do your homework or do your own research, meaning like look into the accounts who made them, look to see if they have Twitter followers or not, see if they have a Telegram. Don't just go and buy something. If you see a bunch of green candles going up, it's too late. You want to basically learn about the team. That's usually a bad time to buy. Most of the time you're buying like that, you're going to lose, but that's called the FOMO and the hype. So just be careful of that too much. Sometimes you cut off and uh, you know you lose your shirt. Just really try to like find community projects. Things are, are going to stand here for a long time because there are things called rug pulls. 
where people can basically put in a lot of money, hype it up, and then pull the liquidity and nobody can trade it anymore and everybody loses their money. But basically, there's a lot of people out there that are trying to like scam people. I would say nine out of 10 projects are like that. If you have any questions, I'm on social media. MacGyver Media is one of my tags and the other one is MacGyver Tech 01. I'll answer any question anybody might have for security and safety in that area. But there's also a really whole thing now that's really evolved in its own thing is called NFT, non-fungible tokens. And basically it's a Bitcoin. If you think about these digital coins, Bitcoin's the best known one. It's like a Bitcoin. You can't divide it and you can't basically trade one Bitcoin for another. They're actually unique and you can make like a unique, like serialized uh, image that's, uh, you know, one of one or one of 10 and you can kind of control and sell them. But what these kind of NFTs are really is a vehicle that's controlled by the blockchain that can be for authenticity and, and control and ownership and proof of ownership without a third party involved. Smart contracts and every the first two topics I talk to are all facilitated by a smart contract. A smart contract is really programming functions and code that's on the blockchain that can do good or bad things. I mean, just like a regular computer code, you can make it do good things or bad things. Um, there's these things now that have really creeped up in the last few months called malicious smart contracts. And you're like, oh no, now we gotta worry about viruses on the blockchain. But sort of, yes, um, most people don't realize when you go to like, you know, the MetaMask or Trust Wallet or even your Coinbase wallet, you go to that site and it says, hey, connect my wallet. And it says, hey, hit approve. When you hit that approve button, you don't really know what you're approving. And sometimes you can be approving things where they can say, okay, I'm going to drain your wallet and move all your NFTs out of your wallet at free of charge. I would recommend having a burner wallet. Don't always use your wallet with all your money in it. It's the same wallet you go and buy these NFTs and like have a burner wallet go and buy it and then transfer it to your, your main wallet for a safety kind of a buffer area. Um, and, and try to invest into a hardware wallet like the Treasure T or the Nano Ledger S. Um, there's other ones out there. Remember your password, that might be important. Yeah, oh yeah, and, and, your, and your private key that they give you when you set that up, don't show a soul and engrave it in something like titanium and put it in a safety deposit box. Yeah. Great. It's that important. Actually, or just write it on your, put it on your refrigerator and it's forever. If you, if you write it on a post-it note on a refrigerator, it's law. <laughs> that's like, just that's don't family. take a picture. <laughs> no digital pictures. And that's who people attention to that. It's easy, especially if you're using iCloud, somebody hash your iCloud, they copy your photo, you're done. Really glad we're talking. I'm gonna ask you a question that no human on the planet's been able to answer so far, and I know you can, so here it is. Okay. Here's the business case. I wanna reward contribution. I'm gonna reward those videos that do well on the YouTube channel. And I'd love to do it through an AI nerd token. My concerns okay. are on the business and legal impacts, meaning how does SEC view it? What does it do to my LLC business? What is the best path for creating tokens for the purpose of creating value for those who contribute, but without having to have all the impacts that you would normally do from raising money or, 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 or how do you do that? How do you drive contribution, drive reward for being out there? The community, I think is what you described, but at the same time, make it safe and make it so it can't, it's not something that you have a financial impact then on as, a, as an owner or business or a legal impact in the SEC. Well, the SEC cares about if you're security. So if you set it up under your company and took full ownership of a project that you create on the blockchain, you would basically have the legal implications. Potentially, if you tried to raise money or say, hey, my, I'm gonna do a pre-sale and this is the value of my tokens kind of deal. They, that's called an ICO and these things were frowned upon and some of the reasons like, you know, what Ripple's kind of getting in their problems with and even other blockchains, if they you know, win the Ripple case, which I don't think they're going to, um, you know, so I don't know. I, I think there's, there's like some murky waters there. It's gotta be, you gotta be a little careful there. The law is a little gray and there's 
you know, if that Ripple case that I was mentioning is a big lawsuit that's been going on for years, it goes the other way and SEC has more power and uses that as precedent, they could potentially use it to kind of squash um, some things. Another thing that's kind of come to light in Europe now, KYC is required for anybody you're sending crypto to. So I don't know if you know what KYC is. Do you know, know what customers. that is? Yeah, yeah, know your yeah so basically meaning you have to send everything but your blood to them to be proof that it's you. So it's gonna be your license or government ID or passport along with a picture of you, wish holding of date today and writing something that they ask you to write on and say, it's like, it's almost everything that you can do. You can't deny it. It's called know your customer. It's like getting all the information in case something went wrong, they know how to get a hold of you. What would be the recommended piece to, if my business goal though is uh, interaction, traffic and contribution, it's not really, you know, I want to I want to give value out for doing that and not exactly own it. If you renounce the smart contract, and I've created three projects in the last two months or so, and I made sure they were completely fair and honest because, you know, nine out of 10 projects, there's a lot of scams out there. And I want to show how it is create completely free, open source and non-owned, like, you know, by anybody community driven, just like how Doge was and even Bitcoin, it was basically created and gave it out to the world. I did the same thing. Um, all I did is buy some a little bit of percent back of the tokens and also gave back a certain percent, I think 3% of the entire supply I put into a, a thing called a multiple signature wallet, meaning that two people have to sign off to have that money move, but that is given back to the community project that's community project grows. That, that actually increases in value, can be used for whatever you want, but I don't own any of them. Um, I just have a little bit, I'm on the sidelines, it's watching everybody else with the same thing. There's honestly, you can do whatever you want, but this, you know, you gotta be careful there are some legal implications and SEC stuff kind of from the security side. I'd recommend talking to a couple of lawyers. I know a few of them that are some of the best in the business that help them sculpt the laws uh, that have been doing it as long as I've been in crypto. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think if you're uh, if you only own part of the token of which you've given away, but it's out there, take it, buy it, whatever you want. You know, which blockchain do you build it on? Or yeah. Or, or do you repurpose someone else's token on your brand? I mean, there's a lot of options for blockchains. So the best and best and well-known is Ethereum for, for uh, smart contracts. And they're actually in July about to go through an explosion or a renaissance because they've been waiting for about four to five years of going from proof of work to proof of stake is their background and consensus system, basically how the whole system runs and operates. And once that goes, the things that are really prohibitive in Ethereum right now is gas fees. Right now, do anything, you know, I don't know right now, but it's been up to 80 to $300. It's a transfer money around, like it was prohibitive to do anything unless you were looking at thousands of dollars for anything. Not everybody has that kind of money. So that's gonna bring that down to basically dollars on a cents, which other networks have already competed with Ethereum or are allowed doing. So there's basically clones of Ethereum, about five or six of them, that you can take the same code on Ethereum and copy and paste it and put it on this one. Copy and paste it and put it on this one. It's almost easy, you know, super easy because they're clones of each other. But they are also much faster and cheaper. That's your role though, right? In your, and so I come back to your value add is if you're looking at doing a blockchain project, either it be it a token or a smart contract, you'd be the technical resource to say, this is best aligns to what your business goals would be. That would be your value. Exactly, back. like everything, just like, you know, we also run a custom software dev shop, you know, MacGyver Tech. And when we build an application, we try to figure out which languages and technologies are best suited for the problem. Not every language is a silver bullet. You know, you have zealots that say, hey, I'm a, I'm a Java developer, I'm a C-sharp developer. And they think that is the best thing since sliced bread, but they're not looking at the breadth of all the other technologies that are competitors. And they all have pros and cons. Like there's a reason that Python's using in uh, artificial intelligence and, and neural networks and, and data science, because it excels at those types of things. But if you have PHP or some other language do it, you would probably want to pull your hair out. Um, you know, it's, it's like sometimes you want to take the path of least resistance and better support.
and longevity of it. And, and I think oh. that's, especially when it comes to blockchain. So though you like to break warranty, you should probably know the law a little bit. I'm going to throw that out there as a challenge to you. What is your nerdy passion beyond all the stuff you already do? I like taking down scammers and bad guys, honestly. And I, as being an ethical hacker, and I don't know if anybody realizes now, we are in cyber war with uh, China and Russia, at least America is. And there's onslaught of a lot more activity, scanning and looking for vulnerabilities against any asset, including mine. I usually like to find these hackers that are scanning me. And if I'm lucky enough, I'll scan them in midstream while they're still attacking me. And I'll reverse penetration test them and I'll see if they have any vulnerabilities. So I'm also, um, I really think like I tell them takes down scammers. I repeat, uh, re uh, report stuff to the FBI cybercrime routinely for myself and others. Um, you know, because there's some influencers and people that I am on social media like TikTok and Twitter that some of my friends aren't as tech savvy as me and there's hackers and bad people out there looking to take advantage of some some people that are good people just trying to help. So I generally like to look into that and help them, uh, you know, wish they didn't find me as a target or basically my friend. I just basically find all the information about them and report them to the authorities of what you know, I know and find, especially if it's like, like they, they do do things like, hey, give me $10,000 or I'm coming to your house with guns. But some of them are dumb enough to trace, you know, leave traces of where they came from uh, through text messages, phone numbers. Uh, here's the thing is almost everything you do is track, trace and, and basically findable, even without looking into like a massive databases that are government driven. It's really actually almost laughable. I don't know that's nerdy, but I feel like you need like the little, you know, the Incredibles little thing and a little cape. Well, I'll, no one would know as you then. <laughs> but there's there's the nerd cliff that I live on, but you're on the high dive above me and you've already jumped off and sailed past that. And then you're still going to some other deeper nerd pool that I only wish I could get to. I'm just going to keep talking about being a nerd. I'm not actually- Nah, man, it's awesome. I love being a nerd. Honestly, I was being a nerd long before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I've always claimed to be a nerd. No one's believed me. I'm like, well, damn it, I'm going to buy AINerd.com and I'll show you. And that's not nerdy enough for you. <laughs> I don't know what is. I really appreciate coming on, but I'll leave you this. I, sure. I, uh, I had a conversation with a friend from Germany and I have a German last name. And I said, hey, search for Thomas Helfert in Germany on Google. And he's like, you're on page two. I'm like, so if you do page one, I, I think I pop up for the first Google page. I go now search for AI nerd. And he's like, oh, you're first up. I'm like, that's why I went the AI nerd. Cause even in Germany it works. And so. And it's simple and sweet and short. So being doing music, I always like mnemonics or things that make it easy for people to remember. Exactly. You can say it once and you got it. I, by the way, I really appreciate this. I'm gonna have, we're gonna have more conversations like this in the future. Sure. But thanks so much, Mac, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Sure, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it turned out pretty good. I enjoyed my time. Absolutely. Thank you. I hope you learned something today. Thank you for watching. Please subscribe, turn on the notifications, give it a like, drop a comment below, and follow us on our social media pages. AI Nerd, AI with attitude.